Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow Podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything, from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here, and we don't just talk about it. We give you the play-by-play. We give you the nuggets, all the details, so to speak. Today, we are going to talk about how to deal with employees or team members that maybe just aren't quite getting it done or that may be causing some friction in the office. If this is the first time that you're listening to us, I encourage you to check out other full episodes that we have along with our two-minute drills. If you love what you hear, there is nothing more that we would like than for you to subscribe and share our podcast with your circle. Uh, We're on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify, which, by the way, if you load Spotify into your Roku or other streaming device on your TV, you can get our podcast directly to your TV. It's pretty cool. You can also find us on Stitcher, uh, on the TuneIn Radio app, and of course on Podbean, because that's where we're hosted, and there's a lot of you that subscribe through Podbean. If you do that, you if you download the app and you subscribe that way, you get notified when a new episode comes out, so it's pretty neat. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jammin' Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you may be listening, I am live from the Clawfus. You know, as I look out the window of the studio today, it's raining outside, and it's been raining for, feels like ever here in Alabama. And it made me think about, sometimes don't we have employees that uh, just always rain down on us? They're uh, those that kind of make it a dreary place to work. Have you ever worked with somebody like that or worked had somebody like that that worked for you or maybe you worked for someone like that that just an employee or uh, another colleague or a supervisor or a boss or a business owner or something that just continued to come up short? You know what I mean? They, they never met the uh, expectations that you felt were appropriate for that role uh, or maybe they were always causing drama. Uh, they were in the middle of all the gossip, the water cooler gossip. They were the ones that you could always count on starting something inside the office. You worked with people like that before? I know I have. From all ends of the spectrum, from um, business owners to supervisors to colleagues to people that worked for me. What do you do in that situation? How do you deal with those employees? I want to tackle that today. We're not going to go into really, really great detail because that would be challenging in an audio perspective. Uh, But what I find often is, especially with new managers, but sometimes managers that maybe have never learned how to lead in the the right way or in the best way, I find that they do two things. Oftentimes, there's two things that happen when this scenario comes up. And there's probably some others, but I think these are oftentimes the, the most prevalent of the outcomes. Number one is they ignore it. So we're going to be speaking mostly from a supervisory perspective. Um, But you can take these concepts and apply them however they might work in your situation. But oftentimes that supervisor will, it will, they will ignore that employee. That's one of the things that they'll do. Uh, And number two, they take the opposite approach and they take, you know, more of an authoritative, authoritarian or authoritative approach and they go really hard at it. And they're, um, you know, they're going full force to try to correct the issue. I want to break down both of those things, and I think that we can walk away with some nuggets because every time you listen to a podcast here on Play by Play, I want you to walk away with some nuggets, and I think you'll be able to do that today. 
So let's look at the supervisor that ignores it. You know, this is the one who they see it going on. They, uh, they hear about it. They see the lack of, of production, perhaps, or they see the drama that's being caused. And they just choose to turn a blind eye. You know what I'm talking about? You know who, you know, in your organization, who those supervisors are or who that supervisor is. Uh, I hope that you're not one of those. But if you are, I'm going to give you some steps to try to correct that. But this is the one that just looks the other way. They turn a blind eye. And this is one of the worst things that you can do to, mor- to morale in the organization is to ignore an underperforming employee. So you might want to write that down. One of the worst things you can do to morale is to ignore an underperforming employee. It really is because, you know, think about it. You've got an employee who is not pulling their load. Uh, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. You know, maybe it's in their job description. Maybe it's something that's been tasked to them. Maybe they're on a team or they're part of a project and they're just not doing what they're supposed to do, whether it's because they are not capable of it and they maybe not have been trained or um, they're, you know, being a little rebellious. Uh, whatever the case may be, they're just not getting it done. One of the worst things you can do as a supervisor is to ignore that. Think of what your superstars, those that are coming in and they're giving it their all every single day. The ones you don't have to worry about. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that are you, that you can count on to come in, do their job, you know, no drama, no problems. Their productivity is good. Their work product is good. And, you know, you rely on those people to do their jobs all the time. And maybe that's 90% of your workforce is those, those superstars or those rock stars. You know, I like to call superstars the ones that are your really high performers, like they are off the charts. Oftentimes, those superstars, though, they burn out quickly. They're going to go at it 100 miles an hour, and they're going to get a lot done, and they're high energy, and they are looking for the next big promotion, and they're just going after it. That's your superstar. Now, your rock stars, those are the ones that come in every single day, uh, not looking for a lot of accolades. They are just there to get a job done. They do a great job for you. You don't have to worry about them. Those are your superstars and your rock stars. And every organization has them, and every organization needs both. And it's it's okay to be one or the other because every organization needs those. You can't run an organization off superstars only, and you can't run an organization off of rock stars only. So it's a good mix of those two that create success in an organization. But what do you think that the impact on those people, your stars, what do you think the impact on them is when you ignore that underperforming employee? Yeah, of course. Their uh, their their morale, their effort level, their dedication to the project or to the company or to you, over time, just human nature is going to start creeping in. And over time, that is going to start to dwindle. And along with that dwindling, so is your credibility. So your, your credibility as a leader or as a manager or a supervisor, and I, I use those terms sometimes interchangeably. There is a difference between those, but for our purposes today, we'll just leave it at that. Your credibility, when you don't handle the uh, problems of an underperforming employee, goes down the tank. Your credibility it's not what it needs to be when you're not handling the things that you are supposed to handle. As a leader, as a supervisor, you are responsible for taking care of those issues. And when you don't do that, 
then your credibility to your stars, to your rock stars, your superstars, it starts to dwindle as well. Ultimately, what happens is the person who needs the help, the person who needs to be improved, the person who's not meeting you know, expectations, they're not going to fix the issues because you're not making them aware of what the problem is. And so they're ultimately, they're not going to fix the problem. And in the long run, that hurts the company, hurts morale, it hurts the bottom line, it hurts productivity, it hurts the, the person who's in the center of this issue right here. It creates frustration for you because as a leader, you know that you should be handling this, but you're not. You're turning a blind eye to it. You've got to be able to separate the personal aspect from the business aspect of how you deal with people. It's okay to be friends with these people. Although that's not your main job as a, as a supervisor, but it's okay to be friends with them, but you have to be able to separate that friendship from being their supervisor. You have to. The other uh, approach or the other outcome that we talked about was the, someone taking the authoritarian or the authoritative approach. And this, you know what I mean, this is that, that, that oftentimes it's a new manager or maybe an, an, an inexperienced one. Um, I see this frequently in organizations where managers are promoted from within and they're usually a product of other inexperienced managers. You know what I'm talking about? So it's a continual promotion from within and the skill of being a leader never improves because you're learning from someone who didn't know how to do that themselves. And you know what I'm talking about. This is that one that charges forward like Someone does something wrong and they jump on their high horse and they're going to come down hard on them and they're going to, you know, they're going to write them up and um, they're going to um, fire off these memos to the whole crowd. Don't you love memos to the group of people that are really meant for just one person? Aren't those fun? Said no one ever, right? I mean, how frustrating is that when you are doing your job, when you're, when you're knocking it out of the park, you know you're doing all that you're supposed to do and you get this email or you get a memo that talks about, you know, a very general uh, frustration from leadership that really everyone in the organization knows is pointed towards one or two people. But the leadership is not willing to deal with that one or two people directly. And so it's easier for them just to fire off an email. This supervisor will oftentimes threaten ter terminations or um, you know, they'll, they'll threaten to be, to, to move a person or whatever they, but they're, they're just gung ho, right? They, there's no finesse. There's no professionalism in their mannerisms and it shows in how they respond. And ultimately this doesn't solve the problem either because it too hurts morale because your superstars and your rock stars, they get blamed for something that they're not doing, but they have to deal with a, uh, you know, a mad or upset leader because of one or two people's actions. But again, ultimately the problem is that that person who is causing the problems, that problem never gets resolved until oftentimes what happens is it, it, it continues to fester and fester and fester and grow and grow and grow. And all of a sudden it boils over. And then there's this big, you know, blowout and people get terminated or there's arguments or, and none of that is necessary in the big picture because we can resolve most issues before they ever get even close to something like that, right? Can you relate to any of the things that I'm saying right now? I mean, have you 
worked with leaders or supervisors, managers in in either one of those scenarios where they ignored that underperformer or they took an aggressive authoritative approach to try to fix it and neither situation worked out very well. It didn't cause the, the situation to be solved, the problem to be solved. Well, there's a better way to do it. There's a professional way that we can tackle these problems like this. And it doesn't work every single time, step by step. Sometimes you have to modify this a little bit. But in general, there are some steps that you can take to help to create the employee that you want out of this person who's currently not meeting expectations. Maybe you're facing this right now. Maybe you uh, just came out of a situation like this and it wasn't handled in the best way. But I can assure you that there are more times like this coming. So uh, maybe you want to take some notes and uh, or you can refer back to this. So what do we do with an underperforming or drama-causing employee? All right, so let's go down the list. Number one, first of all, we got to be professional. We're supposed to be the leaders, the managers. We need to approach the situation professionally. That means no gossiping. That means don't talk about the issue other than what's only necessary from a business perspective with other employees. So don't go running to other employees and talk about each other behind their back. And I see this oftentimes in young, immature leaders who have not uh, gained the experience and the understanding of how damaging that can be in an organization. So number one, be professional. Number two, identify what the issue is. So sometimes we might think uh, two things here. Sometimes we might think we know what the issue is because at a high level, it is that an employee is just simply not getting their job done. But when you dig a little bit deeper, you actually figure out that there's a root cause of why this person's not getting the job done. And it's a different issue that you need to address. So that's kind of number one on identifying what the issue is. Number two is you need to be the one to identify what this issue is. Don't take another employee's word for it and take action based on that. You can hear what someone's saying and then do your own validation. Like you do your own looking, seeing, observing, inspecting, all those things. You do that so that you know what you're dealing with. All right. So identify what the issue is. Number three, we got to talk to the employee about what the expectations are. This is probably the number one issue that I see with supervisors not having employees that meet, you know, expectations or, or that aren't getting the job done is that the expectations that that supervisor wants them to meet have never clearly been discussed with that employee. I mean, think about your current situation. Whoever you work for now, has your supervisor clearly laid out what the expectations for you in your role are? I would wager to say 95% of you listening to this today have never had a clear expectation of, what is ex- of what's expected to you or a clear understanding of what's expected of you in your role. And that's just a failure on the part of the leadership. There's no reason that that shouldn't happen, but it just doesn't. But that's going to be something that you're going to do moving forward, okay? You're going to clearly identify and explain the expectations to the employee so that they know how they have to perform to do the job the way that you want it done. So we're going to clearly define those things. Number four, you're going to look and see, is there any training that needs to be done? Like, So when you identified the issue, back in number two, you identified the issue, and you've discussed these expectations with them, now you can 
you can see, is there any training that needs to be done? Because maybe when you identified the issue was they weren't getting their job done and you explained the uh, expectations and they say, well, I don't know how to do that. Okay, well, now we've got a training issue. So we, we need to identify, is there training that, that can be done to help them to do a better job at what you're asking them to do? Have you given them the proper training? What was their onboarding like? Did you vet when you hired them or when they moved into your department that they knew what to do? Or did you just make an assumption that they knew what to do? It's important that if we're going to hold them accountable for meeting a particular expectation, that we have ensured that they have the proper training to be able to do it. So that was number four. Make sure they have proper training. Number five. Does that employee know what the outcome is if they miss your expectations? So what's the penalty? What is the consequence if they don't do what you're asking them to do? This can go back to, you know, that the whole idea of ignoring it too. If an underperforming employee knows that a supervisor is just going to ignore their underperformance, probably they're not going to improve. I mean, some people, right? Hopefully you're one of those, just has a natural desire, an internal drive, their self-discipline to get it done. But not everybody's like that. And that's just a matter of fact. But that doesn't mean that those people that aren't like that are not good employees. They can be great employees, but they need to have those things laid out for them. They need to understand what's at stake. And the outcome of missing expectations has to be uncomfortable, whatever that might be, whether that's some sort of a Uh, a formal write-up or whether that's some sort of time off or they're uh, being moved to another department or potential termination, depending on the nature of the infraction, whatever it is, they need to understand the outcome of missing those expectations. Too often, this is not addressed in a handbook, so there's no way that someone can, with clarity, know what the outcome of missing expectations is. And the unfortunate fact is that we need to lay that out for them. That was number five. Number six, see how things are going. Reevaluate. So you've, you've laid this out. You've identified the issue. You gave them your expectations. You made sure they were properly trained. You told them what was going to happen if they didn't do what you asked them to do. Now you let them go do it. And you, you see how that works and you reevaluate. And don't wait a month to reevaluate their performance. Go back in a week and see how things are going. Maybe even less time than that. But reevaluate and make adjustments if there needs to be more clarity about the expectations. Because once the, that team member or that employee starts doing what you've asked them to do, they might not hit that target exactly. And you may have to adjust that just a little bit. So you're going to adjust. You're going to see, is there any more training they need? And you're going to reevaluate and you're going to adjust. And you're going to continue to go back and do this. During this, communication is key. You've got to be professional enough to communicate what's happening. If the employee's not meeting expectations, you've got to communicate that. If they're doing a good job, you communicate that. If there's issues that need to be discussed, you discuss them. You do it in a professional manner, behind closed doors. We never humiliate somebody in front of, in front of the other staff. We always do it professionally. But we're going to communicate. We're going to let that employee know where they stand. One of the most cowardly acts that you can do as a leader or manager, a boss, a business owner, any of those things is to terminate somebody without holding them accountable. You've got to communicate. You've got to let them know where they stand. 
You got to be consistent. You can't you can't be one way this day and another way the next. There has to be consistency in the way that you're dealing with the issue and consistency among the employees. You can't show favoritism to one employee and not give that same sort of treatment to another employee. It doesn't create a situation where employees want to work hard. So be consistent. Communicate. If they're doing what you expected them to do, let them know. Give them praise when praise is due. If they're making progress, encourage them. You know, people who feel appreciated will always do more than someone who does not feel appreciated. Isn't that right? When someone shows you appreciation, aren't you willing to go the extra mile? Of course you are. Let them know what they're doing. Now, the flip side is that you have done all these things and you've reevaluated and you've adjusted and you've done your job on communicating professionally and you've been consistent and you've made sure that they had proper training. And they, there's no doubt that they know what the expectation is and what the outcome is if they don't meet those expectations. And still at this point, you don't see improvement. Now you need to decide, do I even have the right person for this role? Are they the right person for this company, perhaps? You can be the right person for a company and in the wrong role. Your morals and your vision can all line up with the mission of the company, the culture. You can line up with that and you can just be in the wrong role. And, it, and that's important to identify that, hey, this is somebody we want to hold on to, but I just don't think they're in the right role. They're not in their sweet spot. They're not doing what they are gifted to be able to do. We don't want to let them go. So we need to find what it is that they can do for us. If, if there's a need that we have, we don't just create a position, but is there a need that we have that they can fill that they're better suited for? Or perhaps they're not the right person for the, for the company or in the right role. Like they're just not the right fit. And that's possible too. And sometimes that's the reason behind an underperforming employee is that they're not the person, their vision and their morals and their culture don't line up with the company. And if that's the case, they're never going to be a high performing employee. They're never going to be the employee that you would have them to be. They're just not going to. And, and you can beat your head against the wall trying to get them to be that that person, and they're never going to do it because they're not the right fit. And you have to be able to identify that. You got to be able to be professional enough to say, pull them in and say, look, you know, we have gone down this road. We tried, we gave it our best, but I think that it's time that we, you know, we go separate ways. And sometimes that's the case, but always you should have gone through this process of making sure that the employee has done all they should do according to your expectations and they had all the support and the training and you were you were communicating and you were professional and you were consistent and all these things make sure that all the ducks were in a row before you make a decision that they're not the right person well we went over those steps pretty quickly uh, if there's more that you want to know if there's some detail if maybe your company needs some training or or they need a program like this the leaders in your company need to have some sort of an accountability program similar to what I just walked through, put in place in your company. There needs to be something like that. You don't have anything like that now. And every company needs a uh, an accountability system that works in a manner similar to what I just described. If that's something you need, let me know. Put, put your decision maker in touch with me. With some buy-in and some vision and some training, we can get your organization to the place where managers and leaders and supervisors are helping employees grow into the team members that they need them to be. 
Remember, managers are a title that's given to you by an organization, but a leader is a title that's given to you by your people. An organization makes you a manager, but the fact that people are willing to follow you, that's what makes you a leader. Well, that wraps us up for today. We're all out of time. You got questions or comments? We'd love to hear from you. My contact information is in the main description of our podcast. I want to thank you for listening to Play by Play. I hope you subscribe and share. And most of all, I hope that something that I said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I am Jam and Jamie, and I hope you have an amazing day.